We welcome the punk rock band Resilience to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. This band hails from Santa Rosa, California and has an 18-year history. With lyrical content that touches on a wide variety of social problems, they represent an attitude of self-empowerment in a world of negativity. Tonight, we'll explore their views, we'll explore their history, and later, they'll play some music. Please welcome to the program, Resilience. Resilience. Thanks for having us. Hello. Yeah, thank you. Hey there. Hey there. Um, boy, uh, a lot has happened in the 18 years that you have been a band. And Tom and I were talking about his 30-year history, 30-plus year history of doing yeah. punk down here. Mm-hmm. And this show tonight and the political climate that we're in right now reminded him of a story from 1991 with the band DRI. Oh, DRI. Mm. Take yeah. it away, Tom Gaffey. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, you know, because I was looking, going over your lyrics from, from the early days, mm-hmm. and uh, but I remember those days, and it was it was all sharps and skins, and uh, mm-hmm. it was... Uh, Can we and, tell and, everybody what sharps and skins are? Well, uh, you know, I'd love to hear your sure. version of that, actually. We sure. can co- let's come I back think... to it later, but go ahead. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we had, uh, we uh, back in, it had to be 91 or 92, I had my truck for... It was the worst truck I ever owned. It was uh, just a ridiculous thing. I've got one of those, too. Yeah, my God. It was, uh, what was, it? It was a Mazda B2200. And uh, right, from the, right from the gate, I'd had this thing three weeks. We had DRI play here. And it was the night that uh, the, uh, there was a crew up in Santa Rosa that were going to have an anti-Nazi rally mm-hmm. in Walnut Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a crew of Nazis from mostly Sonoma, as, as I'd heard it, had heard that that rally was going to go on. So they decided they'd come and break up the rally. Of course. The anti-Nazi kids heard <laughs> that that was going to happen. So they decided to bring their rally right to the front of the Phoenix because they knew we had security. And uh, while well, I had darn near a sold out DRI show going on here, and it was great. The, the pit was going off. The stage dives were going off. The band was hot. It was a great show. Mm-hmm. Full to the rafters. Outside, we had goose-stepping Nazis and mm. screaming and, and shouting anti-Nazis and mm. a crew of police officers that I'd never seen before. I don't even know how they knew about this in mm. full riot gear. So it was one of my first, wow. first riots that I'd ever seen. Actually, the And you had one. never seen in your entire life police in Petaluma wearing the masks. Yeah, wearing the, the, the helmets full, and the masks and everything. They, the were, they were decked gear, out yeah. for it and ready to go. And uh, this thing went on while the show was going on. And miraculously, it all ended kind of all at the same time. I found myself at the end of the night out sweeping the sidewalk. The the Nazis had gone. The anti-Nazis had gone. Uh, the crowd had left, and DRI had just driven past down Washington Street in their box truck, and I waved at them, and they honked at me, and off they go. <laughs> and some kid comes walking back from the parking lot in back and says, Dude, man, DRI just backed their truck into your truck, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> it's an unexpected twist ending. <laughs> yeah, we like, thought oh, there was going to be go. a bloody face off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom Gavin's no, car no. gets destroyed. It right. was a beater, anyways, though, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So um, that story came up um, in your mind when we were talking well, about because, this. Yeah, because I was reading uh, re- the old resilience lyrics, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. uh, you guys are right on the forefront of that battle. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, uh, you've always been very strong anti-Nazi, anti-hate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've always had a clear stance against that. It's right in the songs. It's right in the lyrics, and yeah. we've all our friends growing up before Scott was actually in the band, he got into an altercation 
Well, you, you'll have to explain that in a second, but actually we had maybe a, we, if you want to, we had a, like a, a, an anti-racist action. That's what we used to call it. You know yeah. I mean? There's so many different varieties. Oh, of that's that. like a thing that's like rock all against, around the place. But yeah. yeah. Rock against racism. We had a show with like pressure point the guys from Sacramento and yeah. just a lot of different style bands, you know, that were kind of in solidarity against just that kind of just bullshit, you know, yeah. just stupid, just violence yeah. for the, for the sake of it. Um, you know, in that case, racially based violence which is still just yeah. dumb dumb violence but we had that show and actually you remember what year that was oh man that, that was, was probably, early, uh, early in the band that was like 2001 i think okay so yeah, you, was, you were formed in 1999 just for people who aren't familiar yeah 1999 and we started playing right away tell us about that thing we, that happened though oh yeah well, basically he got into some altercation and we actually didn't know scott really personally directly at the time and so we heard that some different people were getting hurt and just stuff was going on in the, in the general, in the community. And so we're like, man, we need to like, we need to say something about it. We need to let these people know that we're, that we're against it. And that there's a large base of people, the majority of all of us, obviously, because yeah. really real punk rockers and real skinheads and things like that. And, and it's a, such a wide variety culture wise. There's all these different misfit kids that come. They're just trying to have something to do. They're just trying to, you know, have a place they can go where they're not being judged. Yeah. So bringing in judgment, especially such a just simple-minded, ridiculous judgment, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. So you have to often, all throughout history, you've had to, every once in a while, you just kind of have to clean house. You have to clean your neighborhood, clean your area, your city. And you have to, a lot of times, just playing some shows like that so they know they're not welcome. Like, hey, this is not... These are not KKK <laughs> rallies we're having. We're trying to have a say. We're trying to play music, you know. And ours in particular, it's, it's I would say, progressive. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. extra open-minded. We're going out of our way to be like, hey, everybody's welcome. So, you know, and a lot of those bands literally had to fight a lot of those people, like guys in Pressure Point. You know, we've had to literally get into altercations with them and fight them, things like that, in our towns, you know, just because they start coming around, they start trying to pick yeah. on younger kids bully people they try to recruit people especially younger kids especially yeah. and then next thing you know you can have 20 or 50 of these guys if you don't do something about it the other part of it too is it's just like throughout history you know you're saying like oh you know you got a clean house and things like that just like i think what i would kind of add to that myself just because i personally find like the cleaning house thing that's that can be kind of problematic language too but um like the thing about punk rock is like punk rock is kind of like where uh, people, you know, it's like a, it's, it's almost throughout its history been like a place where people can go to like be free to be who they are and like express themselves how they are. Like you were saying without judgments and things like that. And the minute you bring in like a movement that is like anti-freedom, anti, like, you know, is, is meant to like suppress like certain types of people, certain groups of people, whether it's like the color of your skin or your, uh, your gender identity or your sexual orientation, whatever it is, like that sort of thing is like where that thing gets fought, right? Like that's why the, that stuff isn't really welcome in, in punk rock usually. Yeah. Well, especially when we're trying to make a community, you know, mm -hmm. we all have a family unit, yeah, so to speak, especially around here. Like mm -hmm. we know everyone in the scene and you have these people come in and they just want to dominate just for the aspect of the power of it all. Mm -hmm. And they might not even necessarily be, you know, <clears throat> white power or whatever. They're just assholes. Yeah. They're kind of angry yeah. guys. Sometimes there's yeah. crews that come out of different yeah. spots, like way, way out in East Bay. We, I, at the Phoenix, I remember that. There was a crazy hardcore show that I just came to personally, like a bunch of people we knew were at. And some crew just came out of way out of East Bay, just for the heck of it, just to be violent. And that, that wasn't even 
fueled by anything particular. But I mean, they came out and just beat up people for no reason. Yeah, you know, mostly outside. Throughout the years, know. we've had yeah, we've definitely had histories with that. So he and I were talking before the show, and I was saying, you know, it's funny. Uh, before this year, I think like the general populace, the non-hateful general populace, um, was really surprised that there were still people who subscribed to the uh-huh. Nazi ideology. And Tom looked at me and he was like, what do you, what do you mean? Surprised. Ooh. Yeah. And that's said, that's oh, never gone I away. I said, oh, you're right. Because in, in your venue here, yeah. the Phoenix being a teen center, you encounter a lot of different types of we people. We still do. And, yeah. um, yeah, that's, that's never really gone no, away. No, no, but, but yeah. a lot of people have been shielded from it. And yeah. a lot of folks have, uh, have sort of like hidden and obscured their views or colored it in different ways. Right. And now you see a year where it's a little more in vogue to be a little yeah. more hateful. Yeah. Well, they're, and they're rebranding. It. Yeah. They, are. they are. Yeah. A lot of that mentality is also, it's kept alive in uh, institutions, you know, like prison and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. A lot of it too is like, you know, kind of what you're saying. It's almost like a, like a, in a weird way, kind of a branding thing, right? Too. Like, because, um, I see a lot of it as, and especially like in the current political climate, you know, like people like the, the Trump campaign and the administration and everything too, there's playing on a lot of these like old fears in a lot of people and using media as a means of like stoking that and like kind of like turning those, those embers or the, you know, from kindling into huge fires, right? Well, it's essentially what it is. It's, it's fear and ignorance. You know, people are afraid of change, which there does need to be changes in this country and it's been a long time coming. You know, but especially like with white males who have dominated, they're so afraid that like, oh, whites are going to be a minority and then we're going to be slaves and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it's not true at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. You know, and I used to think uh, that it's it's it was a dinosaur thing. And, and I, like myself, I'm 62. Totally this, agree with what you're about to say. This crew yeah. is is going to get old and die off. But son of a gun. I'm seeing it back in the colleges in a big way nowadays, and I'm seeing more yeah. more of the youths actually willing to uh, identify with that. Yeah, and uh, it's scary. It, it it must be a cyclical thing. It just keeps coming back. Yeah. What's well, the thing? It's like a something that's obviously passed down, like in mm-hmm. families. Well, know? there's that, until, but I mean, it's also we break that cycle. Like some kid is like, no, fuck you. Like I'm gonna do, you know, what I think is right. Your views are wrong. Yeah. I think a lot of it too is like there's there's a difference between like being being for or against something and like doing the work to actually like propel that right like that you can you can be like somebody who like is like oh no I'm not a racist or whatever but are you gonna like kind of go out of your way to stop you know to like kind of put a curb on racism or like really in, like inspect and and look at racism look at sexism look at uh, speciesism look at whatever it might be. Um, and really, uh, you know, investigate these things and like kind of go after their root causes and like figure out uh, how you can kind of work with people to to also push their views beyond just the simple like rejection, like the sim- like verbal rejection of something into a broader cultural institution. This really. band and why this is relevant, this has been a band that's had a, a set of opinions, has had an ideology for 18 years that sets you apart from a lot of bands mm-hmm. and you are vocal about it. And it seems like in your songs, you do try to fight that fight and you try to stay. And when you say clean house, um, it, you know, I, I can't look into your heart and see what that means but my read of it was sometimes you just got to stand up and mm-hmm. you got to say this is something we don't believe in and yeah. if you believe in it we don't want you here mm-hmm. and i don't think there's any problem with that i don't yeah. think it's inappropriate to say this is a this is a place that uh, does not respect hate and if you're racist or if you're homophobic or if you're transphobic etc mm-hmm. we don't want you here right 
Well, which kinda, is, it kind of is like a series of steps, you know, it's like if you try to reason with people, you know, you try to, we try to talk to people first, Yeah, yeah. you know, and as a last resort, if like they bring the physicality, then we'll stand up yeah. against it. We don't normally go out of our way to do no. that, you know? No. Also, there's another thing that, that, that a lot of people don't talk about in general in the whole world, and that's standing by while things are happening yeah. to people in general that's kinda, yeah, in that's the world. Written, yeah. You know, where you're going to yeah. just walk by while somebody's getting raped in an alleyway. I don't really have that capacity, and I'm not really even trying to be that kind of person. I'll go in there, and it'll become a problem. My day will get bad all of a sudden, yeah. but I'll go in there and do what I think's right because someone's getting hurt, you know? That's usually where we draw the line. We don't tell people what to believe. We voice our own opinions, because you, you literally have come to a show where we're playing. You can just yeah. leave. Yeah. We're only in one part of the world at a time. You can just go, like, we didn't ask you to come there, so if you don't like what we're saying, that's fine. And you don't even have to agree with it, you know? But when people start hurting each other, people start punching each other, I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. It doesn't really matter what it's for, you know what I mean? Well, it ruins a pit. It's not democratic at all, you know, and technically, I mean, as silly as it might sound, you know, everybody being able to have a different opinion and, and being able to say what they want, that's great. You know, that's just freedom. That's a tough, that's a tough one for people. Mm -hmm. People have a it tough is. time with that yeah. and because, because freedom of speech is, mm -hmm. allows uh, a lot of different speech you may yeah. not agree with. Yeah. And yeah. what you see, and at least I see um, in the younger activists um, who I, I, large, I agree with, I, I largely agree with a, a lot of their ideals and what they're saying. There is sometimes this push to say, well, what you're saying is not good. You can't say that. Right. And it's a sticky area and we could it talk is. for hours about it. Do you it have any is. thoughts on that? I mean, you, you seem to be it's an absolutist tricky. in well, terms of it. Dialogue has, it is changing a lot because, you know, I guess like political correctness has changed a lot because things have come up in the last 20 years that it's like, no, you are offending people just for your own joy or something, you know? Yeah. And it's I like, I remember like, you know, in the eighties, it's like, people threw the term fag around, you know? Yeah. And it's like, now that's like a super red flag. And yeah. it's like, we shouldn't be saying that. People getting upset about political correctness and things like that. Like the thing that I usually notice in those instances when people are like, oh, you know, you're trying to be the PC police and whatever it is, is it's usually somebody who has not been marginalized by anything that would be like kind of a red flag, right? Yeah. Like if you're the type of person who is thinking like, you know, oh, you know, blah, 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 the PC police thing and so on and so forth, like, I think it's kind of on you to, to stop and listen and want, like, ask yourself, like, why you feel the need to be able to th bandy around terms that are offensive to other people. Like, why is it, like, what skin is it off of your back, really, I think is kind of, like, the thing, like, a lot of people need to ask themselves in that regard, personally. But Well, they don't really know the, the disrespect that's being said, you know. Mm -hmm. They just don't realize it. And hopefully you can, you know, talk to people and, and they'll get it, but not always. This band has been alive during such an incredible period of change. You know, yeah. uh, you you formed prior to the George W. Bush administration, mm -hmm. and just prior, just prior. Mm -hmm. uh, probably you would probably feel like you formed right at the beginning of that one, which was we're, maybe we're for turn some, of the century. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, nineteen hundreds. It's just nineteen hundreds. Crazy to watch how much the world has changed since this entity has been around. Yeah. Um, do you, before it's changed we, drastically. Yeah, I mean, I don't, we're not living in the same world. Do you, you feel that way? I know that. Absolutely. Yeah, I would if yeah. I, I. I think that's just a fact. I mean, just uh, even the things we're talking about right now, the world was the world was uh, socially speaking for most people simpler. 
It was a bit simpler. It was a little more black and white. It felt very monochromatic. I agree it with that. It felt a lot more like, hey, you know, the, there's corruption and we're against this corruption. You know what I mean? It's, right. It was a lot more simple. Obviously, there were smaller, there were smaller, you know, factions of different kinds of problems. There's always many, many variations, you know, in society, but it, it did seem a lot simpler. It, well, the voices you're talking about either didn't have the platform right. or the solidarity. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, and if they did speak up, then they would just be drowned out. Um, well, we didn't have like that. We didn't. I mean, this sounds kind of cheesy to say. Everybody always says this, but it's like, you know, the the rise of like social media on the Internet. Right. Like that yeah. voice is propelled to everybody. Oh, like yeah. now, instead of having the immediate circle of people that you would talk to or maybe like. Uh, a, a magazine, you know, like you might have like some indie zine that you would post things to or whatever. Now you can, you can have your voice heard by millions of people at once. Right. So like that has changed a lot of stuff. The access and immediate access to information has changed a lot of things. And the flip uh, side to that coin is all the misinformation that's going around too. Right. Right. Yeah. One of the things I love about having a band like you guys on is you look at the early lyrics, which Tom has on his phone right here yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and you really weren't wrong. Oh. On a lot of stuff. You know, we live in a world that is one way and we're going to like push and fight against the negativity and all that. I mean, if you look at like all of the stuff that has manifested and gotten worse in the 18 years you've been a band, you were rallying against that in your albums. Um, and that's remarkable. You know what? You know, what's really weird is, is these guys came at a time uh, you guys formed at the end of the 90s. Mm -hmm. The end of the last century. And if you'd asked me in 95 if, it, if I felt the world was changing for the better. I did in those days. Jeez, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but that's and then George I'm, W. Bush came. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there's been a lot of ups and of downs. Better, there's been a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, but my world was smaller than I thought in those days. Mm -hmm. I was seeing everything from the floor of the Phoenix Theater. Yeah, and it was looking pretty good. Mm -hmm. The ideas and the love and and the stuff people were talking about, yeah. the direction it was going, felt like we had it nailed. Yeah. yeah. And, the potential, uh, yeah. the potential is always, always yeah. there, and it's always, always been there. there. And you're also seeing a a community of people that are trying to do yeah. something productive, something creative. That's a big difference. At, at its, at its not best, destructive yeah. usually, you know what I mean? I mean, there's certainly like a downside to a lot of punk, especially like street punk and stuff. But I mean, yeah, like at its best, punk has always kind of been about like self-empowerment, like yeah. creating things of value and mm -hmm. like giving people voices and things like that. You mentioned two, two terms at the beginning of your DRI story. Sharps and skins. Uh, you know what? And I'm always, and that's the problem. I'm yeah. at a point now where I get confused myself. Sure. It's actually a big history lesson okay. that I could explain, but it will take like a half hour. But <laughs> in general. Would you like to take a stab at it? Can somebody I can try to, I can try to, I'll interject a little bit and then yeah. we can all, these yeah. guys, but basically the, the original younger, younger brothers and sisters of, of generations of kids around during the mod movement in the sixties, yeah. those kids got introduced by like specifically the guy that owns Island records. I don't know his name right now. He wanted to get some of those bands that he had literally seen in Jamaica, you know, Mento music. It was like not even reggae yet. It wasn't ska. And a lot of people get those all confused, but he basically wanted to get that music out to the rest of the world. And England was cheaper plane tickets. So the young working class kids in England got a chance to get to see this cultural thing. And it was cheap, you know, so they could go. You're, you're talking basically mostly about white working class, middle class and lower class, you know, kids. And they would go down the street and they would see ska bands, all black musicians from Jamaica, poor kids. And they, they got into it and they could relate to it. And so those kids started calling themselves, they were basically, the hippie thing was going on. When they buzzed their heads down, it was to say, hey, we're not hippies. They didn't agree with some of the stuff that the hippie thing was about. They were trying to have their own youth movement. And so when they buzzed their hair, 
It didn't mean it had, this word skin has nothing to do with it. It's a haircut. They could be called suede heads. It could have been called anything. And the, they had boots on because they're kids from like Sheffield. They, you know, they're kids that work in coal mines or kids that work in glass industry where they can't, you know, their on toes the will get cut off yeah. on the docks or wearing, you know, je- they didn't even have blue jeans. Those came from America. So the original skinheads, they're basically, they're, they listen to ska, you know, they li- they're listening to, to music from, you know, black people so yeah. it's like being racist and even being that to kind of like interject i mean really the sharp thing is is specifically skinheads against racial prejudice yeah. and it's so, an american invention like just to kind of like really quickly clarify that because i know right. that's i think that's kind of what you're trying to get at but yeah um mm-hmm. uh and then you know yeah the skin thing is like that's like a whole that's a whole big other it's a big cultural thing it's just yeah. like it's, it's just a very like, vague term it could relate yeah. to it could be all kinds of things yeah which fascinating because i think the majority of the population here skinhead they have one oh, yeah. idea so. Because newspaper will take something that happens if somebody gets stabbed somewhere in New York City and, and some guy, like he was saying, like Johnny was saying about the, the prisons and jails, people will go in there and they'll mimic cultural things that they don't understand and they'll adopt a term that they don't even have the right to adopt and they'll go back out into the world and they'll call themselves, oh, I'm a skinhead. And, and I'm like, oh, what's your favorite reggae band? And they're like, what? Fuck that. You know, white power. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, I don't understand right now. You know, and then they'll go stab somebody. And super big across the the newspaper, it's all skinhead kills six, you know, mm-hmm. kills old lady, yeah. and then yeah, and that's that all like, anybody remembers. That was like in the eighties. Yeah, when they that's really a specific tried thing. To take over the whole scene, yeah. and claim it as theirs. Yeah. And in England, they try to do a right wing, super hardcore, like racist thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, national front. Of, yeah, national front, and they tried to. These are young, working class, healthy, you know, people who are going to be the next generation. They're going to be adults, so they try to adopt them and try to pull them into their political endeavors. They try to use them. That's basically, and so that whole thing got split into two factions. And there's a third faction. There's a lot of people that call themselves traditional skins. They don't even want to talk about it. If you start even talking to them about politics, they get real upset. They're like, don't talk to me about that. You know what I mean? They're just trying to, it's basically, it's just a style for them. You know, they're working class. Yeah, it's kind of a culture. They wear jeans, they wear boots. You know, the one thing they don't have in common is they don't, they don't take shit from people usually. Mm-hmm. They're individuals. Do you know what I mean? And that's why those people liked that, that whole culture. That's why people try to use that. You know, anytime you want to get the working class behind your political movement, that's a great idea. You know what I mean? So that's basically, that's, that's all that really is. That's where the muscle would come from. There you go. There's, yeah. your, there's your street soldiers, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's been just, it's been abused and confused. Just like, just like punk rock, right? Like we all definitely smoke crack right before this show because we're punk rockers, you know? Right. I don't want to be sound too conspiracy theory, too too creepy or whatever, but I feel like yes, a lot of do. people. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm gonna make sure not to. But I feel like a lot of people benefit off off of um, individuals like us not being able to have a clear standpoint of what they believe in. You know, like if you ask me what I believe in, it's not going to be real complicated and blurry. I, I'm a fan of freedom. I don't have to agree with what you say or what you what you believe in at all, as long as you let me have my freedom, then we're good. You know, as soon as you try to attack me, you know, then I'm going to defend myself. So from your vantage point, it's a problem to go punch a Nazi then if the Nazi isn't throwing punches. We've never attacked anybody ever. We've been attacked. Yeah, we've been attacked. And we, we will still, right before we even get attacked, we'll try to buy a guy a beer and just leave. You know what I mean? Whereas some people, there's even people a little further over. I don't, I don't know exactly what you'd call them where they would say that us even you know, letting someone be that way is a problem. They want to go knock on everybody's door. The problem with that is now you're a fascist. Yeah. 
you've gone all the way. People have to, you know what I mean? You're not that, gonna, that really, a, what, what have you changed with that person? That is a very yeah. popular standpoint. And these nowadays. people don't want to change. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're, we're like, hey, we believe in freedom. I had a guy look me right in the eyes in Detroit. Mm. And he said, he said, fuck freedom, right to my face. And I'm looking at this guy. These guys are big, serious dudes. And the whole thing turned into a huge fight. But we tried as hard as we could. And we just said, hey, listen, we don't agree. We don't have to agree. This is your town. We already, we already had our yeah. say. We played our show. We're going to leave. We didn't come here to tell you how to live your life. You're at our show. But that was their local bar. It's real complicated. Yeah. And right? they just wanted like, to fight. Yeah. They were not having, yeah, they wouldn't was, even let us out of the place Do you believe violence. it was 100% political or could it have been they just wanted to fight? <laughs> I think it's kind of a mix. Yeah. 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 It's a yeah. mix. Yeah. These guys were just like, they're meatheads. Yeah. It's a tricky so one gonna, too though because it's like, you know, that was also at a time when I think a lot of that stuff was still a little quieter, it was still a little bit like kind of under the radar. And now it's like, it's a lot louder. And I wonder, you know, like, and a lot of people are wondering, a lot of people are thinking about this exact same thing. Like, is that because there wasn't like a strong enough, like pushback against any of this stuff. And now like all this weird, like, like hateful, like fascism and racism and things like that's all on the rise. Like it's, it's everywhere right now. Like it's worse than it's been in a long time. Like, is like, do you have to, do you have to push your, you know, push back against that stuff in a more forceful way than just, Hey, just don't mess with us and we won't mess with you kind of thing. You know? Well, I think, you know, uh, something to consider too is like, here we're pretty lucky like there isn't a whole lot of that i mean i know it's around but like we've gone all over the country and there are pockets that like i'm sure that stuff is like just blatant you know like they just don't care you know uh like we had a really bad time in you know allentown mm-hmm. pennsylvania allentown pennsylvania or, we literally warn other bands if they're if they're open-minded or they're a little whatever you'd want to call like left wing they're liberal whatever you want to call them in the old old sense of the of the word we literally warn them watch out when you go there and why is that why do you warn them well in in particular we played with a band that we didn't know at the time until we played after them they were a straight up white power band and their fans were like seek heiling in the pit you know and we're just like we're just, okay. we just got booked yeah. on the show like, and we didn't, we didn't even know. We basically got, it was like a setup almost not, not on purpose yeah. necessarily. Things got real tense in there. There's a, there's pretty big, huge penitentiary dudes, you know, with swastikas tattooed on their temples yeah. and, yeah. And, uh, and it was, uh, people they, were kind of, they had guns. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. I was going to say bring they were guns. pulling pieces yeah. Yeah. to be, to be clear. Um, we yeah. could, we could all tell you guys horror stories. They're serious people though. Yeah. But I mean, they're what, what did we do? We, you know, played a cover song by a band called Coxbar, which is totally known for being, you know, anti-white yeah. supremacist and yeah. fascist. He, and he jumped right. And in. that was our answer to that. You know, I mean, he he got punched in the face during the song for it, but yeah, they punched me in the yeah. face, and we I just we just kept playing. We didn't give a shit. Did yeah. you guys make it through? The, the guy set? spit on me yeah, too. The yeah, leader of the gang yeah. spit on me, and I just licked it up. Yeah, I just licked it up and flipped them off. Oh man, like, I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere near you again. Yeah, that's a, well, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, we're we're a punk rock band, so yeah. we can be dirty if we want to be. Yeah. you know, I mean, we've been around. We've slept next to dumpsters and all kinds of gross stuff. Yeah. And on touring, touring, like a lot of people don't realize that they see bands, but touring all all over the country, it's a dirty job and it's hard <laughs> and it's you're 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 sweaty and you're I'm waiting going. for that one for the next episode of you're, Mike Rose TV yeah. show. And because of the style of music we play. You know, sometimes you're playing the roughest venue in the roughest part of town that no one else is even going to. So you're getting to see the underbelly 
of the country. So you had a choice then when you realized what you're surrounded by to play that show or not play that show. Yeah. There would be a lot of people in your position who would say, we refuse to participate in this. We don't want to be here. But yeah. you believe as punk rockers that it's better to get in there, give the middle finger and just do it. Well, not to, not to sound too, not to sugarcoat it because it definitely wasn't quite that way. That'd be nice to just say, yeah, we're super tough, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we drove how many hours? Like eight hours or something like six hours. I don't know. To, Cause a lot of people don't realize you're playing a, a major city. Way. You're playing a major city and then you're driving 10, 12 hours, eight hours. You're lucky. You're like, Oh, six hours. Great. Short drive. You're driving all the way from Boston to New York. I mean, you're driving long distances and you're like, what are we getting paid? And how much gas do we have? Yeah. And I'm kind of hungry. You know what I mean? So there's like, you, we actually literally had a band meeting. One of the few times we had a band meeting. We don't usually I just go, you hungry or no? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. should we go eat now or after the show? You know, but that we had, we had to sit down and we had to say this, we might get killed at this venue. We might get literally, and they're letting all these guys in and you could see these guys are in like a, not just, not just, they're not just buddies. They're in some kind of an actual group, a gang, a movement. They're wearing patches or something. And like Johnny was saying, they're, they're walking by our, our merch and looking at us and just with cold, just ice cold stare. And we're like getting more and more uncomfortable. We're like, this is serious. And it's an area, it's an area where you can just open carry guns. So these guys are pulling up outside. I'm going to checking out, you know, we check on our van when it's outside and we're seeing these guys have gun racks on their cars they're, you know, they're packing heat. And then there was actually a kid from New York that saw us a few nights earlier, just cool local kid. And he was from Allentown, Pennsylvania. And he told us, he said, Hey, he was not supposed to tell us. He even said, don't tell us, which of course I'm telling you guys now. <laughs> this is a long, long enough ago <laughs> now. Yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, hey, he's like, I'm from this town. And he, he's like, these, there's going to be like 50 of these guys here. And he's like, that guy over there, he points at a guy. This guy's wearing a sweatshirt in this hot venue, sweating. And he's got both his hands in there. And they're just like sketchy looking. And like Johnny was saying, these guys are like big yoked dudes. Like they're not kids. They're like dudes in their 40s that are lifting weights all day and eating like raw meat. You know, like these guys are real serious. And they're just... Like they've probably been institutionalized in and out, you know, and they're just angry, frustrated dudes. As you, to me, it's like we're the punk rock kids are all frustrated and angry too. So we're like, okay, that to me, that's like a platform to try to give somebody something like, hey, we get it. We've been there. Like yeah, some common still, ground. Exactly. Means of connection. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, if the people are going to stand back there and listen, you never know. Maybe they'll change their mind. Maybe they'll open their mind a little bit. But we're basically in their town on their turf. We're way outnumbered. So we had to literally ask us, we had to ask each other, do we go outside and grab rebar from this construction place next to us and fill our, 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 uh, you know, our merch and our, our guitar. We actually had to put our guitar cases on the stage and fill them with rebar in case we got attacked by 50 giant Nazi guys in a, you know, in a group, in a militia of some kind, you know, or something. And, um, it got weird. It was a power struggle. The guy, like, like Spite was saying, the guy punched me in the face when we played the Cox Bar song because they probably like the band also, even though the band doesn't support their political beliefs. That's a weird thing that we, we deal with too. They, these, that's the, they'll blend in. You know, they, might, they might be wearing bands that we even like that don't have those political views because they like the sound of the music. Yeah. And they like, hey, that, that song's about working. I can relate to that. That song's about this cop harassing me for no reason. I can relate to that. So there's all these you know, things they can relate to. And then, you know, there's that. So when we played that song, that's when the guy, you know, punched me in the face and we kept playing. The thing we did instead of leaving is we got more energized and we started playing harder and faster. We got more motivated. We got, you know, we were getting pissed because we were like, we're, we're going to probably maybe get our asses beat or shot or killed. 
we're going to go down in flames. It better, let's just make it look cool. Let's just make it look cool. Like we drove eight hours, you know, and this is something that happened to us. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be booked with those bands on purpose. We would be like, no, that's okay. Well, it's pretty remarkable what happened at that point, I think, was we did notice the pit, like some of like our fan type Mm -hmm. kids. Yeah. They got more aggressive. And yeah. then there was like an actual power struggle yeah. Yeah, there's in the a, pit like, showing out. amongst yep. themselves. You know? Yeah, the, whatever kids were probably there and, and people that are not part of that whole mentality, they're probably being oppressed all the time at shows they want to go to. Yeah. And we kept playing and they could tell we were against that. And then when I flipped the guy off and he, and he spit on me and I licked it up and stuff, he looked at us like, what? These guys are fucking crazy. And we were like, yeah, like, fuck, whatever. And then basically they all ended up backing up all the way to the back of the room and we kind of just energy wise do you know what i mean it was a slow thing it was kind of a and it it changed and then you know but but that's a dangerous place to go to (laughs) so at least at that be careful yeah maybe 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 it's it's fine now now, but what year was that ish oh man i don't know three long time ago it could have been a while ago but i I have friends that have been out near that area it's Mm -hmm. still there's pockets like spite was saying there's pockets all over the country you'll go like when we're in detroit right Mostly, you know, there's a super cultural neighborhoods and we're walking around in there getting some food and stuff. And then we'll drive to this edge, this little suburb. And then somehow these guys are tucked in there, you know, and they're, no one's bothering them, but they won't go to the city where we just came from. They just stay in their nice little area. Yeah. You know, I mean, that stuff's even like, I, I hate to say, it, I mean, that stuff's even here in the Bay too. Like there sure. was that show that we were about to get booked on in San Jose not that long ago. And it turned out that like one of the bands that was playing, that was a white power band. Yeah. And that was like. We didn't, it was like almost the same thing. Like we didn't know of this band. No, we had nothing to do with it. We actually them. ended up hearing it. Thankfully we heard about it from like people in that local scene. In, in Accidentally. We had to end it, We ended up having to research the band Yeah. just to see who were, you didn't really even used to have to do that very much. Like, should we research this band and see if they're like, yeah. okay to just play some music with? Yeah. It's crazy. The way you've been um, kind of tensing your verbs here, it <laughs> makes it sound like you've had a number of these confrontations mm, yeah. with people. Have, have they been Tons. violent often? Some of them have even been in the newspaper, like the place we just played recently. The, the old mm. owner of uh, the Galaxy Theater when it was the Galaxy in L.A., he was letting these guys come it's, in. It's now the observatory. Now it's the yeah. observatory. Tell us about and, it, that, and the uh, observatory is great just yeah. to clear that up. It's totally right, cool. Right, right. It was great. We played each other. That was just a situation where this was in the newspaper, what you're about to talk it about. It ended up in the newspaper. Yeah. And they said we caused a riot. We stayed cool headed. Hey, they, we they, at the Phoenix know all about yeah, that. The newspaper exactly. saying he did something he didn't yeah. do. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. We've been here at a bunch of the Phoenix where there's things like that that and they just show up whenever and they, yeah. they whatever sounds cool to the newspaper. Yeah. But yeah, they tried to push spite in the bathroom when he was just walking back from the merch well, or something. The, the, the guy was trying to goad me in there. I had a, a jacket with a fight racism patch on. Yeah. Which was stupid now I mean, with hindsight, you know, because that area well, why, was just, why, why, well, because that area is littered with the Nazi lowriders and the Peni Death Squad. Yeah. We didn't know that stuff. And those are know? those are gangs that are like on, you know, like FBI lists and stuff. They're yeah. not like kid Penitentiary gangs, gangs yeah. you know. Um, so it all stemmed from that. You know, I had to like take out my jacket. It was crazy. Um, yeah. I had to have this little meeting with the lady who was head of that penitentiary crew. And she was by proxy the head because her husband was in prison. No he was sh- the actual head of this it. This is at the show. This was happening. Yeah, this is at, at the at show. shows while yeah. we're just trying to yeah. play some music and and, and <laughs> you know, like we're not trying yeah. to get involved with like you know yeah. disturbing anyone's scene necessarily or whatever. You know, we're just there to like play music yeah. and like 
so often wait, we don't know. You, I mean, wait, we don't you, know. You were on their turf, so this was a problem. Orange and County. You had, you had to yeah. meet with this Orange. person to it's make Orange sure County. that it was. Yeah, that yeah back, left backstage. Because no, she, she, she was there at the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I actually heard her, like, you know, before I even saw her, she said, like, oh, fight racism. Well, racism won. And I'm like, what the heck? And I look behind me, and there's just like a semicircle of huge dudes holding things behind their back. And I was like, oh, I'm dead, you know? <laughs> and this was recent. Uh, no, Ish. I, yeah, 2005-ish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, re- I, I think. But that- those guys are, those, I mean, those guys are strong. I think a lot of why they come is because, for one, the, the music has energy. Yeah. And, they're, and they're looking for something, you know, the, all, those, all these people, uh, one thing underneath all this thing is they're all looking for something to be part of that's larger than themselves. And then in a lot of cases, like I, I was frustrated when we were touring all the time, we were touring a lot. I started Which was a even, while ago now. But. Yeah, I, I started actually saying even to people when, when we would get there a lot of times, like in some of those areas where you know there's a lot of that thinking in the crowd, you just know it's out there. You can, you're seeing billboards on the way into town that say like things that you couldn't imagine being on billboards around here, right? Um, and you're, you're just like, you just know what's out there. There's a lot of that thinking. We, I started telling people, hey, we're resilience. We're from the future. You know, because it would almost seem like, wow, this is so open-minded. They must be from the future or something like that. I don't, I don't even, to be, just to, to, to be clear and honest, a lot of the stuff that we uh, amongst each other talk about is creative and productive. We like to do stuff, make things, build things. We're mostly just talking about this because to kind of educate people that that's out there and that's all we've really been doing. We don't even really like to talk about it. It's a negative thing. It yeah. just sucks. You know, like these people are out there that are just hating people. You know what I mean? We're like, we're being forced into positions to talk about it a lot of times because, because we're willing to, you know what I mean? We're willing to be like, Hey, this happened. We went out here and we saw this, you know, but really it's like, it's not, you know what I mean? We do voice it and we stand, we stand against that clearly in our music, but it's definitely not like, it's just one thing that we, you know, and and you are seeing it rise up. And from our, at least, I don't know, from my point of view, we've always talked about this amongst ourselves. It rises up and people push it back kind of to obscurity and it rises up and you push it back to obscurity. It rises up and it just, it's always looked that way to me. Like, well, some random, we call them boneheads. Like they have no brains. That's what we call them. Like if you see a guy who's dressed like a skinhead, we won't even usually call him a skinhead. I won't, you know, because that's a disrespect to people who live that life that aren't racist, that, that are decent people. And there's a lot of those people. There's skinheads in South Africa. There's skinheads all over Asia. Skin tons, like that, thousands of skinheads in Mexico City. And they're skinheads. Mm-hmm. And they're Mexican. You know what I mean? So that just clarifies that a skinhead's not a white racist. That's just, a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. Like you could be a rude boy. I'm glad we finally brought be, it all the way back around. Yeah, to all that. the way around. Good. It would also yeah, be like really overtly fascist, like more than it, more than a lot of times fascist organizations usually are. To like, if everyone knew that they were called sharps and that sharps were skinheads against racial prejudice, it's a really, it's a lot harder to create like a media narrative against that because people aren't necessarily like. Hopefully, people are have some inherent good in them to know like, oh, like they're anti-racist. Like, why would I hate that? Why would that be a bad thing, right? Like, that's a lot yeah. harder to create a media narrative against or some yeah. kind of story against. But skinhead, like that sounds like, for a lot of people, maybe it's a conditioning thing, but like yeah. that sounds in your mind like something that would be scary or yeah. something that would be bad. Well, right? also, so, if you just directly translate it and you know nothing about that underground culture, it sounds like you could be saying skin-minded. Like you're thinking about skin color. See what I'm saying? And that's why I say it's kind of sad that 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 is the moniker that stuck to them. Like punk rock didn't even need to be called punk rock. You know, like punk was like a hoodlum or something like a like a hoodlum kid in the street, like out doing something. And then they just stuck that to it. And a lot of the people that were part of that in the beginning, like the Ramones and Iggy and the Stooges were like, what? What are you calling me? You know, but now it's like whatever. Once a newspaper prints it, 
Once a newspaper prints it, boom, that's what it is. Well, and then there's also like the difference between punks and punk rock, right? Like those are two different things too. But anyway. There's a good quote from Fury from a Bohemian article that was written in 2005 by Gabe Moline on this Mm -hmm. very topic. Mm -hmm. And you said this, you said, it's more or less our job to discredit all the stupid stuff that isn't really punk at all. I think a lot of angst and youth frustration gets confused with being punk. But to me, I see punk as an actual worldwide movement that doesn't even realize its own force. Right. Yeah. Sounds good. 12, sounds like 12 years later. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, that, that's, yep, I said it. That's totally accurate. You know, it, and punk is, it's global. You know, you're basically, you're basically, you can, you, it doesn't even need to be called punk. I mean, what the hardcore scene, people who just think for themselves, you know, individuals, you know, we're just, we're just more, we're just more out there about it. Punk rock's like, punk rock's like, yeah, that's what I'm about. Like punk rock kind of, gets into it, you know, because of the energy and, and all that, you know. I appreciate you saying that you don't like to focus on the negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's very interesting because it it gives a sense of urgency to your yeah. message. Yeah. Not only have you, like, witnessed the hate that a lot of people oh, are yeah. just We've being introduced to right now, all in but it also, uh, I mean, I, I think it is worth being proud of what you stand for, which is the, the ideals that you've stated at the beginning of this episode and that, and that are, go throughout your lyrics. As far as, as, far as all, the, all the content of what, what all the songs are about, it's definitely a clear fight against, against specific things. We try to make it really clear. We try, even on the new album that we're working on, which we don't know exactly what the name is yet, it's going to be called something to probably similar to like wake up or like wake the fuck up or, or something like that to to like to get the urgency across like you guys really need to because yeah we've been on the outside of society you know on the edges you know marginalized that way and we we kind of accept that we're we've been fine with that a long time you know what i mean but on a larger scheme you can see that globally if people don't wake up at least a certain percentage even 10 percent maybe of what we have seen from a larger skew at politically and socially that there's going to be there'll, there'll be problems There'll be consequences, you know. Well, we're on the edge of that right now. Yeah. And even like you were talking about George Bush when he ran. I remember people thinking that was going to be like the end of the world. Like he was the antichrist or something. And everything was just shit was going to hit the fan. And then it seemed like it got worse. (laughs) And then then we thought maybe it would get better. And then it was worse. And now it's like a game show. I don't know if it's WWF. Like politics is like a joke. Has the band's approach to expression or activism changed? since you were young, precocious folks forming a punk rock band in 1999, and now it's 2017, 18 years later. That's an interesting... I've thought about that a lot myself recently, because uh, when I joined this band, it was like 2002, and, uh, you know, that was like... It was a long time ago, and I mean, I'm a lot older now, and like, I have a lot more to lose now, and I have a lot... And also, like... Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a parent and things like that. And that's, that's a thing that's happened in the last few years. And so like my attitude towards like the, um, sort of the, the legacy of like that, of like what I want to kind of leave behind in that kind of thinking, like that's kind of what I think about a lot, like what I want to teach my kid, what kinds of things that, um, as she grows up, I want her to be aware of. And then I kind of transfer that to like what I want other people to be aware of too. For me, just personally, it's probably different for each one of us. But for me personally, the, um, when I got into punk rock and stuff, I was going to say, Johnny hasn't said much at first, whole time. at first it was, it was something to kind of, that was an alternative to a lot of other things. And there's something struck me about it specifically. It has this energy that's just different than anything else. I listen to other kinds of music and lots of different things, but something personally for me kind of struck me. And then 
And then when I realized there was so much more to it, it's, it's an old memory now. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's generalized, but it's like when I realized there was all this just depth to it underneath it, you know, not, and even now I'll even listen to songs that I used to listen to a long time ago and be like, what? I didn't even realize the guy was saying that to me. There's like a real personal message in it, you know, that you don't even realize a lot of the stuff, at least lyrically that, that I'm trying to do now, I'm trying to be really clear because there's a lot of confusion just in general in the world. And there's a lot of confusion that you can have when you listen to something, you know, fast and energetic, you know, you might be like, what's the, you know, so I've been trying to clarify lyrics, boil them down almost to a strange degree where they're just like, just the bones of it. Like, this is the message. Like say, if I want someone, if I think maybe people need to think for themselves more, maybe this song needs to scream, think for yourself. Like, Almost ridiculously so. Just say it. In the beginning of uh, one of the songs we played, uh, which was um, uh, uh, Wake the Fuck Wake Up. Wake the Fuck Up. Right, yeah. like that's like it right literally at the forefront. That. It's, it's right at the forefront yeah. of the song. Like It just, screams that. It screams, wake the fuck up. Because it's like, you feel like sometimes the world, it's, it's in an even worse state, like Tom was saying, you know? Like it's, it's, it's slowly graduating almost maybe worse. The potential's great. The potential's there. People, people have this great potential, you know, to, to create and make things and, and all kinds of things and just be a decent person. But it's like, we slowly see it slipping away. It just weirder and weirder getting kind of darker, you know? And so it's like, to me, that makes me feel like oh, these people are not getting this message. This is not coming across. They're confused. Like they must just think this song's about fun. You know what I mean? We're just, and we, we have fun also being ourselves and expressing ourselves, to me, that's the fun in it. I've always said to myself personally, if one person leaves this show and they feel a little bit different, like I did when I was younger and I saw something, that's it, it's good. good. And even, even if they don't, I'm still doing what I believe in. I'm still doing what I wanna do with my time as, as something extra in my life. Did you used to be more of a punch thrower when you were younger and angry? No, I've never thrown a first punch. Okay. So I, st- you, I never will. So do you believe that like I'll a let lot somebody of- punch me yeah. and we can even talk about it first and I'll say, okay. Go ahead and punch me. I don't want to get punched by somebody. And then maybe I'll defend myself. But your kind of your means of presenting your argument, presenting your beliefs, do you mm-hmm. think that those have changed as you've gotten older and wiser? Or do you think that you pretty much... You mean on like out on the street? Like I just, it's just mean the just real you world? as an individual, whether it's you on stage or whether it's you on the street. I just wonder if there was a shift. I just where, probably between... sound angrier. <laughs> I'm like the angry guy, right? Um, yeah, just, but it, actually, funny thing is I'm not angry. Okay. You know what I mean? I just, I just really don't like those negative things. They make me feel angry because it's negativity hitting you. And so you're trying to push it back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, no, I... I I won't force my ideals down anybody's throat at all. No, And you never. don't feel you ever did when you were younger? I might, if someone engaged me, you know, I'll even have conversations with people where they'll see a tattoo that I have and they'll say, what's up with that? And I can tell they're trying to bait me and I'll say, you know, I don't want to talk to you about it. You won't like it. I don't even want to waste my time with it. You know what I mean? And so I'll actually a lot of times go away for that. Or if I hear two people picking on each other, I might be like, hey, just listen to this guy. So I don't really think that I've been like, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I've been somebody who's like, all, I'm, it's just a freedom thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't have to like your opinion. We've got into all kinds of situations where we've diffused fights time and time again, diffused yeah. knife fights, diffused people from beating the crap out of each other in front of shows and said, hey, like, let's not get this venue shut down. We're trying to come back here next time, right? Here too. Yeah, absolutely. And we say, hey, if you guys really have like- a personal problem, yeah, you've probably seen yeah. Yeah. any of us. Yeah do that or go help somebody, you know, yeah. and say, Hey, take that down the street. If you guys have a personal yeah. beef, 
but I don't think there's anything that I believe in that, that I would, I would personally say gives me the right to go punch someone in the mouth. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's I've, the problem I've known him in general. For about two decades, and, and I've never seen him mm-hmm. like be the oppressor, you know, the attacker. No. One universal truth it seems to me with like the provocateurs is they want that punch. Mm. They want that yeah. attention because mm, yeah. then once that happens, they've got the power to retaliate and right. to, for right. people to listen to him. There was a there was a famous psychologist I, like way back eighteen hundreds, way back when you when people had a lot more political diversity on the street and they could. Oh, I'm I'm a communist or oh, I'm an anarchist or I'm a democrat and be like, "Oh, okay. Cheers. Have a good yeah. have a good day." And it was no big deal. You know what I mean? And he said, and I've always I've always disliked this quote. That's why I remember it. I, I, I'm not going to quote it perfectly, but he basically says that an anarchist or somebody that believes in true freedom is the first person that in a state of peace, if we all just had a peaceful reality, would be the first person to you throw a Molotov cocktail or a punch or something. And I've always hated that. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, man, really? Come on. Because I'm not like that. Yeah. I want freedom. And if, if we have a bunch of freedom, then we'll just write songs about some other stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It will be like, well, good show, guy. Hey, good job. We, I, guess, I guess somebody was listening. And now we can write the song about painting the fence. It'll be great. Do you know what I mean? Fence uh, needs to be painted. Fence does need to be painted. <laughs> but so. there's other things ahead of it in the queue that need yeah. to get fixed yeah. before yes. we paint the fence. But that is a good, never, that's a good thing to bring up because you do have people that might say that they're into freedom trying to bait other people to oppress them or something strange like so that's almost a psychological problem at that point like maybe in our society where people want to be abused well you know what i mean i'm not sure what what's going on with that abusing the expression the old old eurythmic song right some of them want to abuse you wants to be (laughs) but nowadays you're hearing a lot of of uh uh, uh, the term uh, freedom of religions uh, mm. being used so that you can't oppress somebody. Mm. But uh, I, no I, I don't want to do yeah. I don't That's want crazy. you to be here because I, my religion says mm. that you can't be here and I shouldn't have to put up with you then. Well, how many, pe- how many people are worried about having their rights taken away? And it's like people who have all the rights in the, you know, yeah. the world, right? Like, yeah. That's the crazy thing is these, the, the provocateurs hold a free speech rally. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and the freedom of religion is used to make it so these people over here can't do yeah. things. Right. It's this weird sort of inverse way of presenting your argument, which may seem reasonable to someone who's not mm-hmm. really paying attention to your George argument. Orwell. What's a hard thing to argue against, yeah, right? Like nobody wants to argue against being the free speech person, right? Yeah. Like every, nobody, a, nobody wants to be the person who fought against free speech, right? Yeah. Like, but yep. at the same time, like, and you know, maybe there, there totally is some, some aspect of having free speech that is like, you should have the freedom to have your views, even if they're shitty views, you mm-hmm. like, you have the freedom to have those shitty views. The problem because when you is, is when you use those shitty views to then attack other people, right? Like we all know this, but, mm-hmm. uh, but that in and of it, that then is not free speech. Then you're the oppressor at that point, right? Like, yeah. You know, so the term for that simple term it's, is, is called a double standard. Yeah. 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 I want my freedom, but you need to shut up. Yeah. What the hell? You know what I mean? Like, come on. That's ridiculous. On, on my end of it, it's like they're welcome to say and think whatever they want. Yeah. You know, but too often it just becomes like a physical comfort. There is no dialogue. It's just all of a sudden, just bam, bam, bam. A lot of it's also like a, it, it, I feel like it uh, kind of depends on the context around things too, right? Like I can myself say like, oh, I don't, I don't like start, you know, being the one to throw the first punch or I don't, you know, want to like have, you know, a physical altercation about something or whatever. But I'm also in a position where like, 
where I can kind of get it. I can say that, right? Like I, that's like a thing I can kind of turn on or off. And I'm pretty aware of that. Like for a lot of people, like there isn't really the other option, right? Like there is no, there is no like, well, let's talk about it for a minute. Right. Like for a lot of people, it, there, all there is, is just the physical altercation. And so like, that's, you know, like you're basically talking about people who are just like getting attacked for being the way they are. Yeah. I can jump straight into the difficult stuff that no one wants to talk about yeah. real quick and short. So here's the thing. If we're going to have real freedom, if we're going to have like any kind of real democracy, like in Latin means that people will rule, that means that everybody has a say. So that's actually individualism. If we just want to boil this down super simple, if I want to have freedom and freedom of speech, I have to, this is not really debatable. If we're going to have freedom, then this is where things get real weird. So I'll be the guy who says all this because people are uncomfortable, especially in the time we, I can see people don't even want to have these kind of conversations. They're just like, holy shit, like this is about to get serious. You have to be willing to ha- ha- let other people have their say. Just let them have their say. You don't have to like it. I don't like a lot of stuff that a lot of people believe in. Probably 90% of what a lot of people believe in. If I could dig into their heads, maybe I'm wrong. But they might believe in a lot of stuff that I'm like, man, that's, that's all kinds of messed up. But the problem is, is I would actually fight for their right to say that stuff. I would fight for their right to say that. That's freedom. I don't have to like it. I don't have to go hang out with that guy. So if you go to a rally where somebody's saying some messed up crap that you don't want to hear, like when was the last time you saw me at a KKK rally? I don't go. Yeah. Real simple. I don't want to deal with that shit. Those guys are tucked away somewhere, right? If, it's, if it starts getting closer to my front lawn, see what I'm saying? Then we're going to have a problem because now they're impeding my freedom just to be where I'm at. That's why a lot of those kinds of things are supposed to be out in a big cement area, away from your house, in the middle of a big city, like an old town square, and they have the right to go. And you're like, oh, those guys are talking about that uh, baloney today. Eh, eh, not gonna show up, you know what I mean? And, and you can, if you wanna go and hear what, the, you might wanna go, hey, these people are maybe enemies of things that I believe in directly. If you think they're gonna maybe, it's gonna escalate and they're gonna hurt you later. Maybe you do wanna go see what they're gonna say so that you're knowledgeable about these people that are maybe going to attack you at some future point. It's real tricky, but there's really no point before that time when they are saying, we're going to go hurt some people where anybody, this is just my opinion, where anybody has the right to tell anybody else. They're not allowed to say anything. That's just, that's that, that thinking right there is the problem to begin with. Somehow this religion or somehow this group allows me to tell you to shut up. That's crazy. And that's not, you know, well, I'm not even what you I call a patriot. The, the friction is what's going on here is the, yeah. the two groups that like, there is that group that's saying that like, you can't say this, you can't yeah. say that. And can't and is already just a huge you know, problem. I think like kind of on our side, we're like, no, you can say that stuff, you know, but right. like, we're going to have a show of force and show that like, sure. we don't like what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I'm not necessarily going to bring a fight to you because mm-hmm. of it. Right. And you those know. people have that right to show up too. Well, it's also yeah. not just saying, it's also like, we don't like what you're doing. Right. Like that's, the, yeah. that's the, the real, that's where, you know, it kind of really comes in. It's that it. final, there was a, a bum. It's that might sound funny, but there was a bum who told me one time, he's like, freedom ends. This might sound, this is, this is boiling it all the way down to just nothing. But he basically said, freedom ends at the end of my fist and the beginning of your face. <laughs> that's it. You know, like I can say whatever I want to say. As soon as I hit you, and I've taken your rights or your freedom, now you have the right to defend yourself. Do you know what I mean? You can talk all the smack you want all day long. You know what I mean? Whatever. 
people, and that's the thing. This is another thing. I, I'm going to say this being an outcast, being someone who's purposefully adopted this lifestyle. When we were younger, Johnny can tell you a lot more stories about this even than we can, because he's told me tons of stories about just getting the crap beat out of him for having blue hair and a leather jacket by a bunch of dudes driving down the street in a truck for no reason other than what? Having blue hair, right? Yeah. 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 Looking it, weird. Bad hospitalized. Like he, he had to deal with that. So his gen, he's a little bit older than me. So his generation made a little bit more room for me to walk down the street with a red mohawk. And I still had to fight people just for looking weird. And so a lot of those groups, any and all of those groups, if you're in a group where you, where you know that people are going to have, people are going to have opinions. I mean, you're not going to please all the people with your lifestyle and you shouldn't try to. You shouldn't even try. That's not even healthy in my personal opinion. You should be an individual. You should be yourself if you, it's healthy for you. Let's just be honest. Do you know what I mean? Like be yourself. I would recommend to anybody be yourself. I'll stand, I'll stand right by here, back here. You be yourself. Live, live your best life. Yeah, no, for real. I mean, that's punk rocks. That, that's, that's right in there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. individualism, individuality, clearly. So the thing is, is, but let's be also simultaneously, Let's not just be all cloud in the sky. Let's, we live in a real, we live in the tangible physical world, right? I'm going to walk out here and some guy might not like one of my tattoos and he might try to punch me. I don't, I don't want him to. And I, he doesn't have the right, in my opinion to, but that doesn't stop him necessarily from actually doing that. Yeah. So now we're getting into talking about the real world. People can just attack you for the way you look people. And that was, that's always been the case. That's not new. Did That's not school. new at all. That's like some caveman stuff like before our, well, this guy has longer hair than us. Mm, let's just. And so what I'm saying, all I'm trying to say is for any kind of person in, in any kind of a group where they might be a minority or I've always said the true minority is somebody who thinks for themselves. But anybody, especially if you look different, I'm aware when I walk places that I, that I look weird. It's, we live in California. So we're, as he keeps, he's saying, privileged we're extremely privileged to walk around Sonoma County, California. I mean, I can get all kinds of weird food. Some of the places we've gone uh, in the middle of the country, I've had people look like they want to punch me in the mouth because I didn't get meat on my sandwich. For real. Stuff that's that's real know. stuff. Like, Look, you can find and the guys in like, trouble with a California license plate. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We've yeah. dealt with that. We've been kicked out of hotels just from being from California. Yeah. And they're like, are you from California or New York? And they're like, oh, these these open-minded people. I hate them. Yeah. I hate them. You know what I mean? And that's why we said we're from the future, but I was just going to say to clarify when you're, when you're living a certain lifestyle that you know, doesn't mesh with the majority, just be aware of it and be realistic. I mean, you know what I mean? You definitely have the right to just go and put any flag you want, you know, 20 feet yeah. up in the air, but is it necessarily a good idea? If we lived in that free of a society, that's great. I'm all for it. Sounds good. Let's do that tomorrow. Yeah. But until then, let's also be realistic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Freedom of speech is a good place to start because you, you have the freedom of speech. You have that right. We won't wait until people can even figure that out. You know what I mean? Like people need to be safe. They need to be careful. Like yeah. if you're, if you're, uh, uh, you know, walking around dressed like a peacock and you're walking in a, a neighborhood that they don't like that then you, you should be careful. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I don't necessarily agree that you should be attacked at all. Obviously that's ridiculous, but you also have to be practical. You have to be realistic. There was a, a so it's part of your argument here that that's why it's worthwhile to keep fighting the fight that you're fighting because we live in a tangible world where these attitudes do exist. 
I'm just curious what yeah. like the zoomed out point yeah, you're, definitely. you're making here is. Yeah, it's it, in the real world when it just comes down to it. Yeah, it's a fight straight yeah. up. It's it, we're. I mean, I tell a lot of people. People have asked me before. Uh, whoa, what's it like being in a band? That's so fun. It sounds, oh, you're, it's like a giant party all the time. You know, you getting some free drinks and free food and driving all over the country. Like you're on a giant vacation. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, first of all, it's not even that kind of music. But secondly, I'm like, from an honest point of view, I feel more like I'm at war with the society and I'm trying to say something. I'm trying to get people to, you know, we're literally pushing, do you know what I mean? To a large degree. But a lot of those people, it's important if you have people like that in your town or in your family or anything to realize that that kind of reaction of just hating people for something that they didn't, they didn't make, they didn't build, you know what I mean? The old, the old Carlin stand up thing. He's like, he's like, you're proud of what, you know, you're proud of this. He's like, you didn't make it. You didn't build it. You didn't create it. You didn't, you didn't do anything to earn it. You're just born this way. And then you're going to be super proud of it. And then simultaneously somehow hate somebody because of however they were just born. It's just ridiculous, you know what I mean? And so when you recognize that it's, when you recognize that it's just coming from this, some, some, some kind of weakness, a lot of those people, I look at them and, you know, I don't know what word it is. It's like, it's kind of like a pity. You're almost like, man, you're like broken inside. Like what's wrong with you that you need to point the finger at everybody else? Another bum told me one time, when you have one, like bums will tell you some crazy advice, you know, they're out, <laughs> they're out in it. He told me, be careful when you have one finger pointing out, cause you have three pointing back. You know what I mean? You've heard yeah. that, right? Yep. Well, and you mentioned earlier that uh, your new album is very direct because there's a lot of confusion in the world. Yeah. And the confusion, as we all know, uh, but I'll say it just for the sake of saying it, mm -hmm. confusion helps the people who have the power and have mm -hmm. the reins because the more everybody else is squabbling about why this person feels the way they do and if they're allowed to do this, yeah. well, then they continue being in their position of power. So there, there is sort of a, a method to all of this right it's a, it's a pitting everybody against yeah the, you know, we have a we have a whole song particularly about that called the the cure something like that where i'm not sure what the name is and it specifically <laughs> says in there we wrote it i have no idea what the hell the name is <laughs> we we, we change our minds yeah but it you specifically says right in there this, this you know step. order out of chaos that's literally that order out of chaos mm -hmm. if you just let everything stay a mess you can sit back and orchestrate you know yeah. that's where now we're talking about that's like global economics and, 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 you know, world that, that song we did tonight too, uh, Bilderberg spite wrote that song about the Bilderberg group, just to, you know, a lot of people in, in we all know about What's a lot the of that Bilderberg stuff. Group? The Bilderberg group, it's, it's, you know, for lack of better words, Pro probably like if, when we say like the 1%, yeah, you know, they're like the actual committee, like they have like timetables of like wars that are going to be fought, you know, what the world banks are going to do, how they're going to conglomerate everything and they have like a plan that they're enacting mm -hmm. you know and they actually own all the resources you know and and the propaganda machines and all that mm -hmm. where does this notion come from oh it's not a notion yeah it, it, they're a real group it's just yeah, it's they, just a, they were formed, it's a documented I guess, thing in the 40s mm -hmm. um at the bilderberg hotel yeah in germany and it's it's you know the most elite like leaders mm -hmm. of our world and like the owners of like industry and whatnot, like I believe the uh, Rothschilds yeah. were involved in it. Um, For lack of better words, it's just like big time movers and shakers getting together in a private meeting and then making decisions. And it technically, you know, politicians aren't allowed to do that legally wise, you know, legally. They're not allowed to make actual policy behind closed doors, but come on, right? 
do uh, you know what was that thing they said if you don't believe if you don't believe that important people get together behind closed doors to make decisions you know i have a bridge i can sell you right ahem the Bilderberg Group, Bilderberg Conference, Bilderberg Meetings, or Bilderberg Club is an annual private conference of 120 to 150 people of the European and North American political elite, experts from industry, yada, 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 established in 1954, yada, yada, yada. There we go. History lesson. Technology. And that's how technology is useful. Just to, <laughs> actually, I think they met in Luzon uh, last year. Actually, yeah, is that yeah. true? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Right. So yeah. you keep you keep track of this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're basically re- like the meeting yeah, yeah. of the minds. That, like they that, they're not you know. hiding themselves. That no, no, no. Group no. is not hiding themselves. They are the industrialists and and the uh, yeah. movers and shakers of our age. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and like yeah, he was they're, saying, they're they decide there. like you know they 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 look at countries where there's like resources and stuff, and they they're like the people who plan out how they're going to like influence like destabilizing a leader so that they can swoop in and get trade deals on these kinds of resources. They buy just like the CFR, trilateral group, Council for on Foreign Relations, and on and on and on. Yeah. Even our own UNs used that way. Well, we're not there, yeah. so we don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Dude, that's the it problem. sounds like very crackpot <clears throat> theory. Yeah. Except for these guys are for real. You know? I used <laughs> to think a lot of the stuff that, that's all real in the world we live in was all you know, conspiracy theory type yeah, stuff. Right. And it, the more you learn, the more you educate yourself on it, the more y- you realize, wow. You know See, what I mean? The this Bilderberg is crazy. Group, these guys think, and they're to a degree, they're right. They're just doing business, right? And from their point of view, yeah. And what's good they're for business is conglomerating. Do. There you go. So if it's if it's just about making money mm-hmm. and having more luxury for them and their families, yeah. then uh, this is how we're going to go about doing. It. I don't know yeah. how much of it is power or how much of it is just for la- for a I, want. I kind of feel like it's like you know they no, have so. the wealth and they have yeah. the resources. They at this point they're just keeping control keeping of, mm-hmm. of yeah. their power. Yeah. yeah. The, imp- the important part real quick, the main ingredient about that, that makes it seem a little sinister to all of us working class folk, you know, is that we're not invited no. and our media to, to get an ear in there for us so that we can see what the hell's going on on yeah. people that run the world. They're not invited. We've looked at all aspects of society and why people are the way they are and, and what is acceptable and what is not. You know, just we've really dug into a lot and there's so much more. Uh, what you guys have decided with your time over the last 18 years is to dedicate it to this project and others. But this has been a presence in your life mm-hmm. for 18 years. Um, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on what this band has meant to you personally about the role it's had in your life, the people? Is the this paths? like a roundtable? Anybody that wants to share can. If you don't want to share, it's fine. But I mean, basically, we've just talked for, for a long, long time <laughs> about, yeah. about personal belief. And it's been great. And I really yeah. appreciate it. Uh, just about yeah. the world, about how you view the world and all that. That's fascinating. That's what this show should be. This show should be people sitting down, expressing that, and then we can see how it manifests itself into the music. Into music, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that, that to me is an episode done right, and we've That's done cool. that. That's cool to know that there's that much more underneath music. A lot of people just hear the top of music, and they don't get these people are, you know, people in the real world, yeah. and, they're, they're, and they're doing, you know, they're out there just like anybody else is. We're just like people. Just like anybody else. Well, that's one thing I've, you know, taken away from my experience with the band is that it's really broadened, you know, my view of, of this nation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really like given me a lot of just life experiences, which I probably wouldn't have had without it. Yeah. You know, um, there have been like dark times, you know, we've had mm-hmm. to, you know, deal with stuff. I mean, we've got way more stories than just what we've told oh, yeah. tonight. Um, but we've also had a lot of, great thing and that's all i think a lot of when we come back we bring those stories with us 
And I think that's probably why we're so into sharing them with people is because we know they're not really going to get to see that. You have to go out and literally live on 50 bucks a day and drive around and live in a van and almost freeze to death in Chicago and avoid gang fights all over the place and, and people trying to attack you for having a tattoo or not eating the yeah. right kind of sandwich. Yeah, one of my, I think one of the, like the, you know, more so than like the amount of albums or tours or shows we've played or whatever, like one of the most like, I think awesome experiences uh, from my own self personally is like when people, you know, we could play like thousands of people or whatever. And there's like that one person that'll come up and be like, Hey, like, like, you know, in this, their own really personal sense of things and come from this really personal place and be like, Hey, like this, this song or this album or whatever that you guys do or whatever, like this helped me through this, this, per, you know, this period of my life and like made me stronger on the outcome of it really. Right. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's an amazing thing to me. Like it, that, if there's nothing else I do awesome with my life or whatever, like that is really freaking cool. And I really love that. Yeah. Well, and that's gotten me through some, sometimes where we've had to deal with such bullshit, mm -hmm. you know, like right. we're not, we're not getting paid. We're getting beat up, you know, like we're putting ourselves like, you know, in, in harm's way, yeah. you know, it's like, why Not am, spending I, time why with our am I doing this? Like, you know, and it's like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've, I've really like questioned that too. It's like, okay, I'm providing kind of a space for like kids to get beat up by fucking fascists, you know? And it's like, yeah, I don't know if I can be a part of that anymore, but then I'll have like some kids to like, thank you. I drove six hours to see this and like we don't have this kind of stuff and blah 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 and it's like okay that's why that's why i'm still doing it you know you're providing a service back like to for me like punk rock gave me a space to grow in a, like it gave me room so mm -hmm. that i could figure out who i was and figure out what i was personally about and so it's like to me it's just we're just to at least personally i just feel like I, i'm trying to give that back to the next generation yeah, of people, definitely. the next person or somebody, that's all. It's real simple. You're like, oh, this is great here. Sh let's share this. You have some, I liked it. You might like it too. You know what I mean? That's kind of funny. Cause you were talking earlier about like the, what's, you know, how do you like, as you're older, like, what do you think about as far as like your personal, like political views and activism and things like that? Like that idea is also a thing that came to my mind was like, uh, you know, as, as we get older and like, we kind of like fade kind of out, you know, from the, from the core of the global scene or whatever, if you will, or even the local scene really, uh, you know, like the thing I think about is like, what have, what have we contributed back? Like what, what, like what things have we done to enable like the next like new generation of kids that are in their teens and their early twenties or whatever to like pick up instruments, pick up pens, pick up paintbrushes, whatever it might be, uh, to, to then put, you know, propel it forward from where we are. Like if we, uh, if we have done something to, make what comes next better than what we did like that's awesome and that's like i could i could call it good from that really like yeah and watching you guys grow up because uh, i've been watching punks and and players for since the 80s and when i first started doing this i used to wonder what in the hell yeah 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 <laughs> what, what are, are these, these guys kids, thinking what are these kids gonna grow up to be it, it, but what uh, it turned out is yeah you guys have grown up to be the people that are building this country still. You're doing exactly the way it always has been. Right. Uh, you well, guys, we're doing a crappy job. <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing a crappy job. That's what job. I was actually From, from like, a larger well, point of view. Your yeah. corner yeah. of the world is, is going just the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. And, uh, and you're joined by so many of the kids that you grew up with yeah. doing exactly the same thing and still believing the same thing yeah. that they were talking about, dancing about, singing about, mm -hmm. and fighting about and pitting about when you guys yeah. were kids. It, you've all held up Definitely. really nicely, and you really are doing the shit. You yeah. are the real world. Yeah. You've all grown up. It's definitely up. a struggle, but the work does pay off. Oh, you know, you yeah. shape your 
you shape your little piece of reality yeah, and try to hold yeah. it down. And that's all we were ever trying to do when we were trying to say, hey, there's this Nazi guy downtown. He's trying to recruit kids. Let's tell him to kick rocks. Yeah. Go down, go get out, go down a couple towns, and then maybe hopefully they'll kick you out. And if everybody thought that way, we didn't have to beat the guy up a lot of the times unless we're getting attacked. But we're just like, hey, this place is open minded. We don't want you around here. That's all real simple. And they, you know, they don't want to. Do, they're, they're looking for a bunch of negative stuff. And so, you know, that that's all that that mainly is is you're you're trying to keep your own life, you know, so intact, and so you can be yourself. I'm saying this show's gonna go on for another. No, this is a long show, and there's a good. lot of stuff. Also, I just wanted to, one thing uh, about this is is this place too, the Phoenix. You know what I mean? This is a place like the kinds of things we're talking about. This is a place I remember when I was younger. Kids could just come. Yeah, kids could just show up. They didn't need a it didn't reason. Even, it didn't. There didn't even need to be like no, a show not even a show, yeah, not even right. a show. They could yeah. just hang out, chill. You know, and, and a lot of a lot of stuff. Like when I was younger, especially people would ask me. Oh, why are you getting into this? And what are this? And people will be like, Oh, I don't understand this music. It's all crazy. It's all rough. It's all angry. It's all that, you know, and I'd be like, well, you know, I could be doing a drive by somewhere. Yeah, right. I could be, I could be, I could be doing, you know, I could be ODing in a, in the, down at the Creek or I could go hang out over here and see some rowdy music. You pick, what do you think? Come on. You know what I mean? Like if it was my kid, I'd much rather have them. Oh, I got elbowed in the face at a pit. I got a little fat lip, big deal. Right. I get hurt worse than that skateboarding. Yeah, you know when what I mean? I was done. I didn't want to go out and fight after that. I, exactly. I, I and like you were saying, like yeah. Tom was saying earlier, you get the you get your energy out. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even know what that energy is from, yeah. what frustration that is. Yeah. But you you know you get that off your chest. You get to have fun. You see people you recognize, and you slowly end up being part of a community yeah. you might not have even intentionally yeah. tried to be part of. And we used yeah. to come here when I was what fourteen half the time. We we weren't we weren't even supposed to be this far away from home. You know what I mean? You, you, you basically got on the bus, whatever, just left. You don't even know who's playing. We'd pay, you know, five bucks at the front. Right. Yeah. And we was just like, whatever, some crazy metal band to be playing. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, you know, that's a service that this place has been providing, you know, I have too many great memories of this place. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just, you know, that's some good stuff. So it's cool to do this interview here because it has so much, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. It's, there's so much history in this place. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a crazy. hub for us. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of brings it all back home. I've been wanting to get these guys on since we've been doing this show. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry it took so long. No. Uh, We're here. But I'm glad we mm-hmm. did because yeah. this stuff that you played tonight, that you mm-hmm. guys, that if, if you stick around and listen, mm-hmm. this is hotter than shit. It is true that he has been wanting to get resilience on this show for yeah. years. Yeah. And I've been wanting cool. to be on this show for years. Oh, cool. So thank you both. Yeah. 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 Thank, thank you. Thank you. It's, yeah. It's cool. It's been, I know. And all these guys doing all this work it's like, you guys have yeah. some serious equipment yeah. and gear and everything. Don't you guys Just, have anywhere better to be right now? Or <laughs> <laughs> where else would a person rather be than yeah. listening to this conversation? We do have the whole to Phoenix 12 hour conversation. <laughs> we do have the whole Phoenix privately <laughs> to ourselves right wow. now. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. This is the uh, only time we've ever been in here with it empty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to say that it's been really great to talk with you guys yeah. tonight. Yeah. And I'm just really glad that Resilience is still a band. Yeah. It's yeah. 2017 and Resilience <laughs> yeah. is still a band. And we're, when we put out the new album, we're going to have to do a record release show here. Oh, you're Let's in. Do it. Here's, yeah, yeah. here's where we should, you know, would yeah. have to do it. We're mm-hmm. in. But I am. I am glad that you guys are still a band because there's been so many bands that you guys have played with that are not bands anymore. And it's an accomplishment. And I think it deserves commendation. It just, it requires a lot of energy to keep a project like this alive. And I think that this band is in some ways kind of like a symbol to people who believe what you guys believe that you should keep fighting. 
yeah. um, because you can reach people and mm-hmm. look yeah. at the adventures it's taken you on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah. Thank, um, you. thank you. Appreciate it. And in just a moment, the music of resilience begins. Everyone should stick around for that. And I say, here's to another they, 18 years <laughs> of resilience. Thank God, I hope yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank thank you. you.
It's in your face, you feel it flowing through Poison, it's in your face, it's in the dust you need 